Hello. Hello. Dave, what's cracking, man? Hey, hey, there we go. There we go. There we go. Hey, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. <laughs> we have the legendary, what What we name me now? You're now the official uh, beer geek for the podcast. Sure. I, I just like I just like the name uh, is uh, PP. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a child. I'm a child. I know I'm a child. Okay. <laughs> and, yes, yes. And we have uh, our distinguished guest. Mr. Ian Porter. Yeah. Ha, ha, crowd goes wild. Ian Porter with uh, Red Beer Detail Shop. Yes, sir. All day. Now, Appropriate come- name, right? Sorry. What? Oh, no, it's all good. I was going to say, how'd you come up with that name? I, it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it was kind of like a uh, an aha moment. I mean, obviously, the Red Beard and whatnot, but when I was starting everything, I wanted... I didn't want the cliche, you know, super shine. To, yeah, the, the the cliche reference to detailing with the the cliche uh, outline of a vehicle. I, I wanted something different. I wanted something that's going to stand out. And uh, as my one of my mentors said, Randy Doyle, he uh, <laughs> he, he told me one time that uh, I stand up in the crowd, and I thought about that, and I was like, oh, that's a good point. So I figured, why in the hell not, you know, brand myself as the business, and it just it went from there. Now, why do you stand out in the crowd? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> uh, maybe because I built like an NFL linebacker, and I have a large red beard. Uh, more like a right tackle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's that's probably more accurate. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. but I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, come on to the podcast glad you're here uh and what uh what beer will you and dave be drinking tonight go ahead dave uh guinness oh no yeah yeah Yeah, ian both of you will drink guinness that's oh okay okay. yeah 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 i unfortunately do not get to because uh i am driving yeah and so i get to drink a monster and I'm going with the citrus monster. That's my favorite. There you go. <laughs> it's it's uh, I no doubt you chose that because of your love for hoppy beers. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> All right. So go ahead and crack open your beer. Um, and <laughs> yeah. But you guys probably already did, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yep. You have been consuming. I was going through the motions just for you. Frosty mm-hmm. beverages already. Yeah. Yes. So frosty. Yeah. It's a disappointment that I can't, you know, but. No, we'll make up for it. Yes. 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 All right. So why did you pick? I mean, that's, it was your choice. You got to pick it. And why did you pick that? Beer? Uh, man, for me, when I like, I don't know, like I'm a beer guy. So I'm. You know, I'm a connoisseur. I love trying different beers. I love going to different breweries, trying different, you know, different styles of beer and whatnot. Nice. Pretty much, except for IPAs because I just I can't stand the hoppiness. That's just, yeah. But uh, I pick Guinness. It's just it's a, it's a classic for me. It it's one of my favorite beers. It's a beer that I drink <clears throat> with actually only a few of my friends. Uh, that's kind of our beer of choice when we go to McNeely's Pub downtown. That's uh, that was kind of our you know little thing. 
but I just, I like a beer with flavor. I like a full flavored beer. I, I can't drink beers like Budweiser and Coors Light. And Got some uh, wind noise going, huh? Yeah, you need to. Yeah, sorry about that. I'll uh, I'll get back in. I was getting no worried. Go, so... go ahead, Ian. Though, you're what you're saying, man. Oh, oh no, I was just saying that uh, I I picked Guinness because it's just a full flavored beer, and that's what I enjoy drinking. If I'm gonna drink a beer, I want to taste it. I I can't handle beers. You know, watered down beers like Budweiser and Coors Light and whatnot. Right. So. Right. Couldn't agree more. Say, uh, what is it about what I don't like? What's what is it about those you don't like? Oh, they're just they're. they're <laughs> it's uh, those down, beers that you mentioned. Just, what is it that you don't yeah, like about them? Yeah, there's no flavor. They serve a purpose, you know, if you want to. Too much water. Yeah. Not enough flavor. <laughs> try to get drunk on the heap or something, but I, I like to, if I'm drinking a beer, I like to, you know, I like to taste it, so. You know what? It's a, it's a double win, you know. You can get the buzz and you can get the flavor. Yeah, there you go. It's a win-win. Yep. All right, Dave. Time for you to continue. Maintain your beer <laughs> nerd title and tell us. I mean, give us all the uh, info. Typically, I mean, uh, that so means it's brewed with uh, darker what does malt, that mean? so they're they're kilned at a higher temperature and they're roasted. They're heavily roasted. Probably, uh, pr- I'm guessing roasted barley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a really dark roast. Uh, uh, so really high, roasted, high temperature. So they put them in what does that mean? Kiln, I mean, they just they roast them longer. And what do you mean roasting? What are they, they doing? They blast it with hot air or maybe some other form of heating. Uh, probably, probably now it's hot air. I mean, back in the day, it might have been like fire, and you know, before they had that kind of technology. But uh, they roast it to where it gets really, really, really hot, and um, it's. Uh, I think it's well over four hundred degrees, if I'm not mistaken. But. Um, it gets and it basically it blackens the the little grains. So beers beers made from uh, from malt um, malted barley, and uh, those little pieces of grain, um, instead of being that like kind of light green color or lighter color, it turns black because they basically burn. It. They they basically burn it. We're drinking burnt grain. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> Well, that's cool. That's cool. So, what do you? What can you tell us about? The, um, they're really old. They're over two hundred fifty years old. The brewery Guinness. Yep. They're. I um, mean, I'm... they. Uh, mm-hmm. well, this is interesting to me, anyway. Um, Guinness is actually considered a lager and not an ale, so they ferment it differently. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't always like that. In the eighties, they changed it. They wanted it to be "quote unquote" more drinkable, so they lagered it. That means that means they ferment at lower temperature. Um, they also made the gravity lower, which means they make the sugar content a little bit lower. Uh, so it has, a, it's, you know, typically it's around like what five percent alcohol or something like that. Yeah. Um, but be, they, it's a, it's a good beer. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a beer snob myself. I, I really love trying different kinds of beers. And uh, Guinness, even though it's kind of a mass market beer, yeah, um, it's really enjoyable. It's, a, it's a beer that does have uh, drinkability. Um, flavor and uh, one thing I don't like about it though I don't really like the aroma too much 
Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But uh, the flavor's good, though, man. I, I enjoy it a lot. And um, I actually I haven't drank a Guinness in a few years and come back to it. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. I bought the bottle Are because – Are you guys drinking Guinness uh, out of the bottle? Bottle, bottle Guinness well. out of yeah, the Yeah, I, I think – Obviously, other than draft, I think it tastes better. I've had it out of the can, but it just, I don't know. Yeah. And the can has like a plastic yeah. widget or has something in it that releases nitrogen. Yeah. So, right quick, he's talking about how Guinness has been around so long. I, yeah, so, I Googled it right quick because I didn't even know that. It's, it was founded in 1759. Yeah. It's been around for so long. That's, yeah, that's stupid long. Yes, sir, Dublin. Yeah, wow. Dublin. Love to visit that city. I haven't been there, but that'd be out of cool. Ireland, right? Yes. And going to that brewery would be phenomenal. Yeah. That would be. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be great. All right, so Dave, I told you I thought I had a, a little tidbit of FYI on Guinness, and I was waiting oh, to see what all info please. you gave us. But sure, you haven't sure. said my FYI little yes, background please, of Guinness. So you are you done? Like, <laughs> can I stump stump the beer geek? So in credit, <laughs> I didn't gather this myself. Um, I got it off another podcast. But um, so we're going to talk about branding here in a minute. And I thought this was a perfect. Like, I loved it when I heard this. And then Ian picked out uh, Guinness as the beer. And I was like, man, this is perfect because Ian does a really great job of branding. Uh, you guys do too at your shop. And so when Guinness, they saw, uh, this was years ago, they saw that uh, they were they were trending downward in the marketplace. And in order to gain a little bit more shares in the marketplace, have people drink it more in the pubs when they're there and, um, and do you know, different things. They were, they went around and were trying to understand what people did inside pubs and it always had to do with trivia. And so Guinness, what did they create that had to do with trivia? So they created their own Guinness book (laughs) of world records. That's crazy. So that, the two are tied that so that right but here's the cool thing people would read guinness book of world records and then that guinness would be subconsciously in their brain and so when they would go to a pub they would naturally order guinness more often and who who came up with that brilliant idea discussion about trivia because they've been (laughs) studying guinness book of world records for so long yeah yeah, oh, I don't know. <laughs> somebody brilliant. Some genius at Guinness, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, it is. All right. So let's talk detailing. All right. So Ian, you have joined two groups. Specifically, right. you mentioned earlier a mentor, uh, Rennie Doyle. You joined his detail mafia. Uh tell us why. What is it about uh, uh, <laughs> uh well about okay, so initially and, uh, it wasn't Doyle I wasn't so excited. You. No. Well, hold on, let me back that up. I didn't initially join Detail Mafia. That's something you have to earn. You have to earn that, that specific membership. What you initially join is Detailers Network. Now, I was looking. So when I wanted to start this business, I wanted, I wanted some more continued education. I wanted to get, you know, so, some more training, some more professional training. And, out of, you know, 
I only had a few choices. I was looking around. I found a few others. I found one in L.A., found one in Ohio. But ultimately, I landed on Rennie because I felt, you know, for what I was spending, I got the most value. And, you know, something about Rennie, he's very huge on family. He's he's huge about helping people. And that's something that just kind of, you know, touched me a little bit. And I, it, I felt like that was where I, I needed to go. So ultimately I did and uh, went through training. It was awesome. It's in Big Bear. I definitely recommend it for people. And, you know, ever since then, I, I think it's, it's helped me a lot. It's something, you know, our group is very tight knit group. We we're there to help one another. We try to help each other grow. We share knowledge. You know, it's, it's all about continued ed- education and just help one another. So uh, I'm glad I did it. It's it's a it's a it's a big deal, and I'm you know I'm a proud I'm a proud member for sure. Nice. Um, and the so, IDA is another one. There's the International probably Retail two Association. Why did you join why? the IDA? One is because you know I, I, it's continued education. Again, you always got to learn, especially in business, especially in this industry. It's it's honestly it is kind of a a difficult industry to to make a living. I mean, it's, it can be very profitable, but it's it's a long road sometimes. So you got to make sure you dot your eyes, crossing your T's, and you're just staying on top of your game. So it's all about continued education. And then the second reason, and I feel that it just helps you differentiate yourself from uh, the average Joe. How should I say that? Lackluster competitors. You know that some of the some of the guys that I call car janitors. You know, it's it's unfortunate that in our industry it's so easy to to label yourself a detailer, and you know, you got those guys all day long that charge fifty dollars, seventy five dollars that are doing you know full details or whatever, but they're just a jackass with a bucket and a and a washman and a couple of bottles of product, and you know they're a detailer. I, I just think it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it, man, because uh, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it, I mean, seriously, I, I, I started detailing on a whim. You know, I, you, I've told you my story, and David, I don't know if you've heard the whole story, but man, I was at dinner with a friend uh, that I was living with, and I was so unhappy in the job that I had. He just said, hey, man, why don't you buy a power washer and clean cars? He's like, I've seen people clean cars. <laughs> and, like, literally – yeah. He could have said, you know, right. why don't you buy a sewing machine and start sewing? Like, he could have said anything. He just happened to say that. And I did. I, I got a loan. I <laughs> bought a power washer. And I told this girl that yeah. I was trying to you know, <laughs> right, date right. that I, I was a detailer. You know, I started a yeah. detailing business. And her her parents were my first car that I ever did. Yeah. It was a freaking huge excursion. Took me forever. But, I mean, that was me. Yeah. Like, I guess that's how – like. We didn't have, you know, all the training that's available now. This was 2002. Oh, I mean, so, I, mean I don't know. That was me. I, I just I just started way, cleaning cars, and all of a sudden I was a detailer. The legitimate detailing businesses, they, they unfortunately call themselves detailer, and they're far from it because they seriously like knowledge, and they're, they're not doing – it's just – I mean, 
from a business perspective, unfortunately. Well, they're 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 a, provide they're providing enough bang for the buck, though, yeah. kind of like Budweiser does for beer. Yeah, yeah, in a way, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nicely done. Nicely done. Great analogy. So, speaking of quality work, um, so Ian. Uh, you got your training uh, with Rini, and then what was your next step? What did you do? Yeah, so right before I went to training, I actually developed uh, some of my most of my business, you know, logo and and all that. Initially, it was Redbeard's Garage. Now, obviously, it's changed to Redbeard's Retail Shop. But uh, went to training, and after that, home opened up my LLC, got all that together. And, and just kind of went from there. I worked out of the house for a little while, but then that wasn't really satisfying because although I understand it and some, you know, some people do and it's not a deal just for me, I believe there's just a certain level of unprofessionalism. I, you know, I, I didn't like people coming to my house doing details. What is that background noise? Yeah. Oh. Hey, Dave. Yeah. Is yeah. that you? What? Oh, what's, that, yeah, what's going on? High background. Yeah, that was, wow. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, you, you were open. Well, whatever you were doing, it was like really anyway, loud. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, so I opened up the LLC, worked out of the house for a little while, didn't really like it. I wasn't really satisfied, you know. Are you eating? Is that too loud? <laughs> okay, hey, I'll, Dave. I'll stop. <laughs> yeah, it's way bad. You drink Sorry. a beer, you get the munchies. Sorry, man. <laughs> I'll stop. I'll stop. Okay. All right, here we go. Third time I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, but but so, so anyway, so I mean, so, okay, so anyway, I, but I, you I ended up at a dealership, right? As a, at a dealership back when I was like eighteen or nineteen, and then of course I went offshore oil and gas, blah blah blah, and then. Uh, I hit a term of unemployment, so to speak, in between jobs, and I just figured now is the time more than anything to to start the business. I figured it's something I'm passionate about, something I like doing, and it's a, it's a good fallback, so to speak, in between jobs. But it's also with the higher goal in mind of possibly doing a full time, you know, which I'm doing now, of course. Uh, but yeah, so I, I worked. That's respectful, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, very. Yeah, you you transitioned, but I think right. So majority of, and, and I could be wrong. I'm just outside looking in. But majority yes, of I, no, sort yeah, of you're cutting that, your uh, teeth, so to speak, in the industry. My first was that a dealership? Was, was that right? Dodge before they sold out to Chris Nichols, and then then there's the whole offshore oil and gas period, and then came back and worked at Jackie Cooper for a little while. And I was there for, hell, almost a year. So, yes, definitely majority of my experience has been in the dealership setting, for sure. And and so why do you think dealerships yeah. get such a bad rap, right? Because you're in the private sector now. You're, you know, you've got your own business and you've been through national training. You've been around plenty of other detailers. I think a lot of it so is because it's all about detail shops at a dealership such a bad rap. Most part. Now, of course, that doesn't apply to every dealership, but a majority of them, I think it's just more about speed, uh, you know, quantity over quality and, you know, a combination of, 
cheap products and bad technique, just lack of knowledge. And it's not necessarily through any fault of their own, but they're, they just, they're hired to do a detailed job. They get very mediocre well, basic training <clears throat> by guys that work there. And then they're just, you know, they have at it. I think, I also think too, that, you know, given the business model of a dealership, it, it's, uh, they don't see the value in it yes, as much. I, yes. they're, they're, they're worried about turning the cars over. Yes, I agree. And so they just want it to be presentable enough to be saleable. Yeah, I agree more. You know? So to them, it's almost like an added expense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's very much viewed as an added expense. Yeah. They don't, they don't, they, it's always a, they, when they pay for their <laughs> yeah. products or pay for their, yeah. even a lot of times pay for their labor. They don't like to pay enough because they view it, they view it as an expense and not, you're, you're totally right. And not as a, a value of, it's more you know, if this car is a little shinier, if this car is a little cleaner, uh, that customer's going to be, yeah, it's more approachable. There's a better chance yeah. that that guy's yeah. going to buy it. And you yeah. can charge which, 500 bucks more which, because uh, the car looks is, phenomenal. It's kind of almost, it's counterintuitive to me in a way because, yeah, I mean, we've probably all heard the um, the statement, hey, I got my car clean, really well cleaned, and the sales value went up from 6000 to 7000 yeah. or from 7000 to 9000 Um And so there's obviously value within detailing, um, but it's not very respected in certain uh, in certain areas. Yeah, I, I, mean, I agree. I, um, I think it definitely is kind of like the black sheep still in certain areas. Yeah. But it's definitely coming around through the, the <clears throat> levels of training that people offer and through the IDA, the, the industry has definitely come up as a whole. Yeah, yeah. And the, sometimes the service industry gets a bad rap. It, it does, you know. <clears throat> Awesome. I'm done. But very well, true. Very true. How are you doing on your beers? Uh, I'm. Yeah, I'm almost done. About to pull out number oh, two. Definitely. Where Where are you at, Ian? <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> okay, I'll pull See, out number two. I cannot two handle monster. two monsters. Okay, my heart okay. will be popping out of my chest. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Almost sounds I'm gonna good. Crack this one. You ready? Ah, there we go. That's a nice one. Oh, oh God! So, so you Dave, this is my number three monster. Well, so we've been doing all that cooking for all the customers. You uh, got to keep the party going, we did a bunch man. Of that yesterday, and then we had our Christmas party, <laughs> and then I got to. No, it's just I got to that, and I was like, "Oh shoot, I had to cook for the yeah. next day's customer," which is all uh... my dealerships and car washes down in Norman. And so I, I, at about 12 o'clock, I started and I got like four hours yeah, of yeah. sleep because, you know, just I had to get everything cooked and ready and packed. And then, so yeah. it was, it was a, a, those days a are day, rough, but in hindsight, they're also really yeah. fun. So, so I had those days, but I'm a Red Bull man. That's just me. There we go. <laughs> oh. Well, so I do the I do the uh, okay. uh, Monster Ultra Sunrise, so it's the zero sugar. Yeah, and it's weird. Typically, I don't like orange. Nice. I don't like anything artificially orange. Nice. But I tried this, and I can't I like, get I, off I of it. Like I, I love it. I do. I, love I don't black know why. Coffee. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. but it's very it does something else to me, so I can only drink one. <laughs> I can. <laughs> kind of like a Guinness, honestly. Can only too. drink one cup, and that's the first thing I'm in. I can only have really a couple of them. That's a. Uh, that's one thing though I like about like uh, and you'll like this Marty about some you know some wheat beer or whatever I can drink more than just a couple, and be all right. There you go. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. So both of you guys are in some pretty nice uh, shops. You know, David. Uh, he's a regular uh, on the show. He's he's been great at giving us great information, but he's also uh, the detail manager of Fine Airport Parking. And they have a really well done detail shop. Ian, you opened yours yeah. and you got an incredible big, <laughs> you know, image of your nice. logo on the wall. Like the the shop is super clean, very well organized. Oh yeah, it's he keeps it, you know, immaculate. And so both you guys come from from that level of shop. Why is it so important uh, to create that, uh, that level of sharpness I mean, and brand it, image? It's, just, it's kind of the same aspect as, you know, Apple. I mean, you, you take a look at Apple, for instance. When, when you say Apple nowadays, you think computer. You don't think the fruit. And, and yep. I think it's important it's just because it, it, it builds awareness and it sets yourself away from the competitors like if you do a good job in branding and bring awareness to your market people are going to when they think details they're going to think of your company first before any else because you've ingrained it in their heads that i am the only place that you need to consider to get a detail done period i, mean, I, I think it, it's just it's important for business it's the yeah it's it's the world we live in. It's uh, it's no longer. So you're saying that it's important, and what you're saying basically is that automatically, it, when people yes. see your brand or your image, it sets you above others. Yes. Whoever creates the persona of a better image and brand generally will will yes, that's exactly. part of marketing, and and you gain more get get more market share. You at least get more visibility. Right. What are some things that you've done for branding that has set you side? I mean, especially, I mean, immediately taking your personal persona, your own image of, you know, red beard. And so inside your logo is you and the red beard. So you did that. Uh, what are me, some other things that you feel that set you apart as far as when you talk branding? I'm very, I'm very particular. Uh, I've always been that way my whole life. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it right, or I try to anyways. And I, I have a very high standard. Uh, you've seen my business cards. That's a perfect example. When I hand those out, every single time I hand those out, I always get compliments on them. And, th- and that's just that, 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 that first time you meet somebody, you know, you almost always only have a first impression. So I think having a good business card, of course, like you said, my logo, and then as far as my my shop is concerned, it's <clears throat> keeping it clean, keeping it orderly. You know, when I speak to people, I you know I, I stay well mannered. I try to say yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. You know, I, I shake people's hand. I look them in the face. I just try to be polite, and I just try to just be decent. You know. 
Yeah, definitely. Dave, what about you guys? Because, I mean, y'all put yep. – you guys park a lot of cars for uh, business people. How do you set you guys self apart as um, a higher end shop? I mean, many, many different reasons. Customers. I would say our commitment to uh, customer service is really, really high. Um, if someone's not satisfied with their detail, um, we work something out with them. You know what I mean? We're not going to give them the shaft. We weren't above. Yeah, it's all about customer satisfaction. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's all, it's all about exactly it's and it, that's what it has to be you know and um you you want to set uh, a certain um it's it's kind of like what Ian was saying you know what i mean you want to set the tone you want to you want to have a standard essentially you want to have a standard and set that bar high um and i think uh that's something that we it's there's it, it, like the thought behind it right like oh i don't want to set the standard too high or whatever because i don't know if we can match it well Instead of thinking that way, you want to set the standard high so that way you can match it. Even if you don't get it every time, you at least always have a goal to yeah. go for. I like if it. that makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> Inside your shop, how have you – I mean, when I think branding, I'm not thinking just operations. Oh, that was But brand awareness as far as, you know, if you see – Boom, thank you. Oh, if you see a swoosh, right, you immediately know what it is. Uh, like you said earlier, you know, if you see an apple, you immediately, you know. So inside your shop or outside your shop as far as marketing, what have you guys done that somebody would immediately notice, oh, that's that's fine detail. That's that's Redbeard's garage, Redbeard detail shop. You know, what have you right guys now, done my, as far as my, I'm kind of branding, this, uh, so to speak, and awareness? Facebook post boosting kick. I'm trying to just, I, I've got a couple of deep, pretty, in my opinion, pretty decent, decent videos out right now that I'm trying to boost and just build overall awareness. Uh, and then when I deal with clients directly, uh, I have my little, as you've seen, Marty, my little, uh, you call them like gift packages, my you know, like a little care packages <clears throat> that I that I uh, give to every customer, and you know when a, a coding client comes in, I have a folder of aftercare instructions that I give them. Uh, you know, I, I just try to. Oh, and then of course I have my wash tags that I hang on the mirrors. You know, it's just all about. N- Seeing my face and not forgetting that I exist. I'm trying to stay in your mind as much as possible. Yes, overall. Yeah, so what I love about all that is the experience. Customers love Yeah, experience. that's what we buy. We don't we, everybody loves buy a product, we buy the experience. Right, if I, if I go to... Exactly, yeah. I mean, uh, there's, you know... I go yeah. to Chick-fil-A a lot. Well, yeah. it's not just for chicken. I can get chicken at a bunch yeah. of different places, but just the way they treat you, the way that everything is ran, you you just have a better experience. And so I think a lot of times as detailers moving something that we're passionate about, we're passionate about cleaning cars and detailing them, <laughs> but we yeah. don't always fully go bis- into business. You know, we don't, we don't, transition over into how to actually operate a business and so what i love about what you're doing is it's a full experience 
um, the business cards, the marketing, the brand awareness. And then once they come in, great service, great job. You did a wonderful job on the detail. And then here's a brochure that tells you, you know, how to care for your vehicle afterwards. You put the hang tag, which you talked about. But yeah, when I saw you <laughs> filling up a little bag full of candy, I was like, what are you, what are you doing? No, yeah. And that's, he, so, yeah. so he leaves a small, not, it's not a yeah, big bag. It's, it's just a tiny little, you know, what, three or four inch tall bag that just has, yeah, that just has like peppermints and some different candies in it. And it's like, wow, what a <laughs> touch that, you know, that's something that nobody else does. So I think it'd be cool if detailers could start coming up with that's because that's brand awareness. That's the after brand awareness. You know, yeah. what can they do? That's like that a lingering sentiment. That's clever. Yeah. Zone, mm -hmm. So to speak. It's just a, it's it yeah. even you know, mm -hmm. aside yeah, from awesome. brand awareness. It's just showing thought that you went that extra mile to do that. You know, I, I, I think, and I, I certainly hope people are appreciating mm -hmm. that I'm doing that. Mm -hmm. thing. Does it? Oh, they will. I, I'm sure they do. I mean, because nobody else, nobody else does that. And I think the difficult <laughs> yeah. part about branding is we're so into marketing, right? We want here's here's my card, here's my prices, here's my yeah, you know, blah blah blah. So. You know, it's marketing, marketing, marketing. Branding takes a much slower process. Yeah, for I think with fine, what's interesting, what you guys do a lot is you know just the the branding of, you know, um, do you want such and such? Well, fine. You know, that's sort of your brand. There's a reputation. A yeah, there's a big reputation. Even inside your own, you know, detail package. Yeah, you you, you go, your brand is the, yeah. Exactly. Reputation. You got it, buddy. Yeah. Reputation, you got it. Reputation <laughs> of, yeah. <laughs> too, too many monsters, too many monsters. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, hey, so time to rate the beer. I know, I'm sure, Ian, it's the uh, one you picked, so you're going to well, rate it high, but I'm give us a one to five four. rating. I, five. I mean, it's a great beer, but honestly, as far as, excuse me, as far as stats are concerned, uh, I have had a few better, but I rated it a four. It, it's just, yeah. a, it's a classic for me. It, it also holds a little meaning, you know, oh, yeah. meaning. Uh, and it's just, I mean, I'm Irish, so, you know, go Guinness. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Actually, so you've had some I other good stouts. Can you name some that you really enjoyed? Do, but Sam Adams has one. Well, shit. No, it's a lager. But is it a black yes. lager? Oh, it's so mm -hmm. delicious! Like you can actually taste the chocolate hints in it. It's wonderful. Uh, mm -hmm. Man, I'm trying to think of it, and of course you'd ask me, and I can't remember. No, it's all good. My favorite, uh, Dave, I think you've had it. I don't know. Ian, oh, the milk, had, uh, the milk the left out? hand brewery yeah. out of, uh, yeah. are they out of Longmount? I think yeah, up uh, north in Denver. Yeah. There's the milk stout and then there's that nitro. Yeah, I, they have a nitro stout. Yeah. Both of them are great. Super delicious. Uh, uh, Dave, Evil Twin stouts. makes a lot of good stouts, yeah, um, but they make all sorts. Um, Prairie Bomb is a classic, Oklahoma classic. That's a good stout too. That just gets you <laughs> um, <laughs> that thirteen percent. Um, mm, any any yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, you, but... you know, I heard from some people. I heard some some people that are in like those national beer trading things that that the that 
it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's right now it's like seven dollars for a twelve ounce bottle. Yeah, my god. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, no. Like, even on like those yeah, trade, you know, have you heard of that where people are in these groups to do trade whatever, beer, yeah. and yeah, right. And so the prairie beer, like you, <laughs> yeah, can, you can get um, a lot the of guy value uh, Trace Healy, the brewmaster who who started American Solera, um, his brew is highly respected for sure. And American Solera, they make a they make a whole bunch of different kinds of stouts. Uh, it's the same guy who did Prairie Bomb and all that. And they, they have they have some imperial stouts they make that are just amazing. Aged on oak with vanilla with chocolate, um, just amazing. Uh, there's also a, another beer. It's a, a breakfast stout. Kind of has like a it's Kentucky breakfast stout. It's kind of a classic stout um, by. You know, if you just Google Kentucky breakfast stout, it'll come up. It's like a it's a big one, but kind of has like a bacon flavor, like a maple bacon oh, chocolate flavor. Wonderful. Yeah, it's really good. I can't remember the brewery though. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so funny story. I, I saw the shirt when I was in Vegas. Was that a couple weeks ago? And went up to Vegas. And <laughs> I had to buy it. It had a it had a pig, and then uh, strips of bacon. It said it said bacon. I am your father. And then the bacon. <laughs> then the bacon said no. <laughs> Because bacon is awesome. I thought of that when you just said bacon. I don't know. I was like, oh my word, that's the best shirt ever. Oh man, it is. It actually is. Bacon and beer. (laughs) That's got to be a great combination. (laughs) All right, Ian. uh, We're going to close down. You get the uh, either last word or thought of the day, like something uh, you want to leave to share with everybody. (laughs) Any ideas? I was thinking about that, but I honestly didn't come up with nothing. That's horrible. I know. <laughs> that is, that's pretty pathetic. No, yeah, that's no. no <laughs> I think you're going to have shame. to shave your beard now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the shave of shame. <laughs> well, cool. No worries, man. No worries. Uh, we've had some great information. Hopefully, people get a lot out of the branding uh, discussion. I'm on uh, Instagram, so of course. Us, uh, at, how do people uh, find you? Detail shop. Same thing with Facebook at Red Beers Detail Shop. Uh, <clears throat> email is Tulsa Detail Shop at gmail.com. You can check my website out if you want, Tulsa Detail Shop.com. And yeah, I mean, I'm all over social media. So, oh, and then I'm on Snapchat too, Red Beers Detail Shop. Snap. <laughs> yes, and you send out some yeah, amazing yeah. snaps with your voice all changed and you're all funky up with your face. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Dave, uh, sorry, uh, you didn't get three. to rate the beer. Rate it yeah. one to five. What are your it's, thoughts? It's a good beer, but uh, as far as to me, it's just they're like like we all just said. There's just so many more yeah. interesting stats out there, you know, comparatively. But it is a really good beer, and they have they have it down to science, and uh, I respect that. But there's just more interesting. Like I wouldn't normally go out and buy them over some other stouts that I can get. But it's a good beer, though. I like it. It's been like two yeah, or three years. For I, me. I mean, I, and I haven't really drank a Guinness. I think maybe the last Guinness was. Uh, it's been a while, and I think I, I did it when I was chugging. Oh, James. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Bailey's what is it that they throw in uh, to make yeah. an Irish oh. car bomb? No, some it's kind Bailey of liquor. Some kind of liquor. Yeah, Bailey. 
Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, which yeah, one is it? Irish car remember. bomb is Guinness and Bailey's in the glass, and then your shot glass is Jameson's. You dump it and then you chug it. That's it. Yep. And you got to be quick before it curdles. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's actually awesome. Yeah, that. Yeah, that. It is. It's so good, but that's the only. I just don't remember yeah. just getting <laughs> a glass of Guinness. The only thing I remember Guinness is just chugging a car bomb. So. Oh, uh, yeah. This uh, is what it is. Dave, how do people find you? Um, if we have they an IG, too. It's Find Your Per Parking. Um, and Facebook as well. It's Find Your Per Parking. You can connect us on all, all, all those various uh, outlets. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate, uh, as always, uh, Dave, you coming on. Ian, thank you so much for your time. This is Marty. I'm with Total Auto Solutions. You can find us also. You know, everybody's on Instagram, Facebook, just Total Auto Solutions or nextlevelcoatings.com, maxinfo.com. Those are good ones too. All right. Hey, thank you guys. I appreciate you.